Hello everybody and welcome to WTS 251. 251. My name is Danny Murray. I'm Brian Merrigan. It's been four weeks, Danny. It has, it has. We're doing that a lot, aren't we? We're doing kind of like a run of four episodes and we give ourselves a break. <laughs> and I, I'm, not, I'm, I'm not upset about it. I'm okay with it. Like, we work hard, Graham. Yeah, but the, the, the actual podcast uh, industry in Ireland is saturated, so we're not getting any guests. This is it. This is, we, like, you know, we've been at this a long time. Uh, and previously speaking, we'd be very fortunate. We'd be, you know, just, we'd, we'd get in touch with somebody and be like, have a chat with us. And they'd be like, absolutely. But now, sure, everyone under Granny has a podcast. And as a result of that, guests are like, oh, I'm actually talking to such and such this week. And we're like, no worries. So now, lads, what we do is we pick and choose and we're selective. Um, <laughs> whereas beforehand, we were a bit of a Gatling going. And we, whereas now, we're snipers and we go for quality, not quantity. <laughs> Love so, it. so stick with us we're not as frequent as we once were but I can tell you you will always be entertained and it's free unlike other people who try to charge you anyway Mero it has been yes. a few weeks right and since then yourself and myself are a year older uh, Halloween has been and gone and I started That's watching right. The Sopranos at long last and well this is so exciting I'm so excited when, like, when someone yeah. I know and, and, and love and care about starts watching The Sopranos it's like a little it's like my baby The Sopranos it's like oh my god another person I love and adore is watching it like when my brother started watching it I was so anxious that like I was so anxious that he was enjoying it and and he thought it was the best ever so firstly where are you? I um, let's say midway through season two as, as as we are recording this, I'm midway through season two. I don't want you to give too much away, but I just want to ask a simple yes or no answer. Are you enjoying it? Yes. Simple yes or no answer. Are you loving it? Uh, I, I would I would say I am. Yes. Oh, this is absolute. That's that's all we'll say for now. Um, I will. I, will say. I, I I I have seen um, your your fiance's content. Um, mm. on Insta story and it would suggest that she is adorant. Uh yes, definitely. I I would say I do have favourite characters already. <laughs> I, have, I have characters who I hate. Uh, so this is unbelievable. All, all I will say, Graham, is I'm I'm declaring this right now and you oh. won't get a choice in the matter. Halloween twenty twenty two, me and you are Polly Walnuts and uh Polly's accomplice. That's all I'm saying. So. Unreal. Do you know what? Danny, I've watched the Sopranos five times. I'm consi- I was yeah, I was talking to a friend the other day, um, and we were talking about the the movie, and which I very much enjoy it. And he was like, mm, "I'm not sure," but he has watched the Sopranos so many times. I've watched it five times. The last time I finished it was January twenty twenty. Uh, pre lockdown was the last time I uh, pre COVID was the last time I watched it in its entirety. Yeah. And I adored it, but I think I'm ready. Once I'm on succession at the moment, which is sensational television, mm-hmm. uh, and what once I finish succession, I think I'm gonna lob on James Gandolfini again. Well, after you've binged all the Gogglebox Ireland that you didn't watch, after I, I have that on my Skybox, yes, mm-hmm. yeah, uh, I, that, I, I have that noted. Here you are. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh yeah, listen, listen. All I'm saying no is spoilers on Gogglebox. No, listen, the dogs listen, involved in the end. Listen, no spoilers. All I'm going to say to you, Graham, is as a friend and as somebody who loves you dearly and cares about you dearly and all that, 
I I cleared my diary. I app I rejected offers from people to do things so I could watch Fair City Live <laughs> all those years ago. And here's you telling me oh, I skybox that. It's it's not look, it's fine. I'm not upset about it. It's just it's noted, Graham. Danny, it clashed with Married at First Sight Australia. Sorry. It's noted. <laughs> Thank you. Um so anyway, yeah, there, there you go. That's uh I'm sure we look we will we will definitely talk more about Sopranos as we get through it, and we will Ugh. do a full Sopranos episode with a Sopranos themed guest. Imagine we got some. Imagine we got one of the uh, former cast members on. Why don't I'm, we try that? I'm, I'm telling you, we You've will already do tried a Sopranos episode oh. in full with a Sopranos themed guest. And I'm saying, are, no are you at the, are you at the point with Sopranos now when you wake up and you're you're working, you kind of put on the kettle. And you're pondering, and you're kind of saying, "I can't wait to watch an episode of Sopranos later." Uh, yeah, yeah, I'm like, I'm, I'm planning my day around kind of getting to a point in the day where I have the ability to watch at least two, three episodes. You know, it's um, look, what I'll say is, I'm, I'm loving every minute of it. I really am. I don't know. Obviously, there's still quite a way to go on the Sopranos journey. I don't know if it will go up to the best ever for me, but I am, I'm thoroughly, thoroughly enjoying it, and I'm delighted this time. I didn't just stop watching after the first three episodes like my previous four or five attempts. Unreal. I'm so happy. Um, so, yeah, look, it is. And uh, lads, tweet us. If you were a Sopranos fan, if you were into that kind of crack, tweet us either, A, your uh, favourite uh, New Jersey Italian word because there's so many of them that I love. I just love when uh, they call people a wackadoo. I just yeah. crack up laughing at that. Uh, or just uh, your little favourite Sopranos gif or gif, depending on what part of the world you come from. <laughs> So there you go, yeah. Deadly. Um, I know, I can't send you gifts anymore about Sopranos. Not yet. Yeah, no, that, no, no, be careful, lads. Be careful. Bear in mind, baby steps here. Please do not send me spoilers, <laughs> all right? Baby steps. Come on now. Actually, I withdraw my request for Sopranos gifts because somebody will send something and I'll be like, this is clearly going to... So don't do that, actually. Leave me. Let me enjoy this. Danny, did you enjoy your time on Gogglebox? Loved every fucking minute of it, Graham. Really? Absolutely loved it, yeah. That's good. And do you know if you're going? Is there going to be a next series? That is that is not for me to tell or decide. Oh wow, it's one of those things. Will I speak to your agent? Is it? Uh, yeah, yeah, you will indeed. You'll have to speak to uh, my agent. Okay. And thanks, thanks to Gary Mackle for taking <laughs> care of all my representations. Um, he's he's a great negotiator, and he's he's a man who I can call him day or night, and he says, "Danny, leave with me." And you know, he looks after it. So uh, you you can deal with Gary, and I know you'll enjoy that. <laughs> okay anyway Danny we've been missing for four weeks who are we speaking to this week yeah let's get straight into it delighted to say this week we are joined by the wonderful Jade Jordan now Jade has a book out at the moment it's available in Eason's and you can get it online and all that as well and it's called Nanny Ma and Me and it's currently nominated in the Irish Book Awards voting is open until Monday the 15th November I think so if, uh, if you're listening to this this weekend, before Monday the 15th, hop on over and give it a vote anyway. But if you haven't got the book yet, lads, you're going to learn why you should read this. Jay, thanks, Emil, for joining us. No problem. Thanks so much for having me, lads. How, uh, you, are, you, did, you did the radio uh, circuit there a couple of weeks <laughs> back, and we were like, you have to get Jay on. She was deadly on. You're, I think I heard you on Ray Darcy and... Turbidy, like Turbidy, it would have been oh, sorry, Turbidy, sorry, Turbidy, yeah. Turbidy. Yeah, that's where I would have heard you. And, and, uh, let's get Jade. Well, yeah. you've been too busy, Jade. 
Oh, stop. I mean, I was sick of listening to me, myself. <laughs> <laughs> you, know, you know, when you do these things, I like, I know you're going to laugh when I say this. I knew it was going to be exposing. Yeah. And I knew there was going to be a bit of press, but I didn't realize how much. Mm. And then, like, it's so mad. Once there was loads booked in the minute the book came out, you know, you have dates that you've booked in because you need to do a bit of press. But the minute I went on um, Ryan Turbody, I straight away the, the publishers were with me and their phone just started going bing, 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 bing. I was just like, this is mental. I was like, this is mad. So it got really hectic, really hectic. I'd say for about three and a half weeks, I was just leaving a place to another to coming back, sitting in my living room and, and having re- conversations for the radio that way because some people weren't back in their studio space or whatever. But it was, it was mad. And then just acting work has started to come back in. I mean, it's been really tip words and I'm blessing myself, as I say. I've been really lucky since 2020. It's been consistent but that started coming in with shows being open and workshops so yeah it's been mental to say the least but all good good complaint to have yeah Yeah. exactly we'll get on to the book in a second but just you touched on it there so you're an actor and with with the pandemic and everything else there you said yourself you've been a little bit lucky but like how how did that because we've we've heard someone we've talked to a couple actors and that kind of thing who said like it they daily wiped them out and, you know, a lot of them had to get part-time gigs and a lot of them had to think about other options. How, how did it affect you, Jade? Absolutely, and I'd say so. It really, like, if as well, you've got to take into consideration if there's actors out there that have children. Do you know what I mean? And a family and a mortgage. I'm, I'm, I'm on my own. I've no kids or anything, you know, and I'm renting. So I, that was on my side, I suppose. I'm lucky in that sense that, you know, there was bills to be paid, but... I think from probably March, so what, the world closed down on the 12th of March, that Thursday, we all remember where we were. Um, and I was teaching, I have my own drama classes, and I remember being in that day, and it was so weird. My phone on that Thursday, I teach two groups that day, four to seven and eight to 12. Mm. And my phone was hopping, going, are you in today? Are you, is the class cancelled? And I obviously knew there was a thing, but I didn't really read into it or anything. So... They arrived and then the announcement was made and it was like, right kids, it was so weird. It was so emotional. It was like, right, these poor kids just looking at you and parents and us couldn't give an answer, you know? The government weren't able to give us answers. So it was like, right, a season, two weeks, you know? And then a year and a half has gone by. I only went back there last week for the first time. Just because I refused to go on to Zoom to teach me classes. You know, I'm as much as I needed money and we all need money. I just don't think kids should be taught that way. And it worked for some people, but for me, what I want to do with my kids, I didn't want to go that way, you know? But I'm jumping between here, sorry. What did I do during the lockdown? I So we'd March, mid-March, until probably April, May was quiet. And then workshops started to come in. But I'd started writing, so that kind of kept me busy. My first attempt at writing... Um, I was doing an application for the actress creator to get funded for a short film off screen Ireland and Bow Street. So I suppose that kept me busy. And then I think the first thing in was a workshop online with Drew Theatre Company. Um, but you know, it was really funny just before the lockdown, I was meant to be doing two gigs and they both got closed down. Um, so I would have been fine. That would have brought me through for a while, you know? Yeah. Um, so I suppose I just kept me bu- myself busy with writing. I mean, 
beating the pavement out of it going for a million walks. <laughs> um, and yeah, I, I mean, I read a lot. I did a lot of research and kind of gave myself a bit of a break for the, about a month and a half, like most people. Um, I think we were all kind of enjoying just kind of getting up and showered and lounging. Big time. I'm still enjoying it. So I kind of enjoyed it, but then, and I mean, I'm one of the lucky ones and I'm so bloody grateful for that. I'm really privileged for that, that I didn't really have much time to sit on my backside. I mean, I was sitting in my living room doing these workshops and stuff, but I was kept going. And as I said, I'm thankful for that because I don't know how I would have coped otherwise. I was just actually moving into a new house uh, with a random person that I didn't know. So, you know, I was like, God, that was tough as well. So. I was lucky that I was able to keep my head clean. Definitely, yeah. And then in, in, in the midst of all this, you'd, you'd kind of already started the idea for the book, had you? I did. Well, do you know what? It wasn't, it was an idea I had in 2016, just a struggling actor. Mm. Being like, what am I going to do? I need Jesus. I need something to help me create my own work or put myself out there. But I guess I never had the, the courage to do it. A family story was always something I wanted to tell, but I didn't know how to write or do any of that. Um, but a friend said to me, look, crack on with that story. You've always wanted to do it. And I thought, Jesus, right, this is the kick up the backside that I needed. So that was like 2016, came home and started recording my nanny just on a tripod. Didn't know what I was going to do with this material. Just to pick our brains and ask our questions and uh, kind of see where it led. So that happened at Christmas, did it at Easter, did it at birthdays or whenever I came home. And like anything, you park things on the shelf. And it was never an idea for a book. It was either an idea for a feature. It was actually an idea for a feature film. Or maybe start off with a short film or whatever. And then lockdown happened. An application came in, as I said, for the actress creator. And I thought I was writing at the time. I'll pick out a story that really I think needs to be told. It was a story within my family and I thought I'd, basically the actor creator was you had to place yourself as the, the writer and uh, you had to act in it. You had to be the star and role in it. So I thought I'd, I suppose, write what you know, I guess. Why not um, talk about something I was learning about or something that had happened within my family? So I did that application, sent that off. That was Grant. And then obviously the killing of George Floyd happened and I was just bleeding, smashed around the head. Um, miss, I missed everything that I was doing, writing-wise, you know, and mm. I just felt really annoyed, hurt, angry, all of the emotions. So, obviously, it was everywhere on social media, the news. You kind of, you couldn't kind of get away from it. Not that we wanted to get away from it. I think we needed to see all this. Yeah. But you couldn't get away from it, really, could you? You know, it was every time you picked up the phone, it was it was everywhere. And I remember ringing me ma and saying, here, look, are you feeling how, how I'm feeling? And do you feel really smashed around the head about this? And she was like, yeah, wow. And I was like, I feel like we talk about racism all the time, but we never talk about what happens here at home. So I kind of jumped on social media and put up a video of how I was feeling. I kind of said, I'm talking to my family at the moment and this killing has happened and it's really blown my mind and I feel really affected by it. But I just want to let people know out there that, you know, racism is a thing here in Ireland. 
popped it up on social media, didn't really do it for a reaction, just did it to make people aware that it is a thing and people go through it daily. Um, and with that, the response was, it was mad. So I thought, look, people are interested in this. They want to know more. Mad in a good way, Jade, or? Yeah, in, a, in an absolute really good way, in, in a sense that people were like, Jesus Christ, I had no idea that you even as a fan, you as a human, I went to school, which I never went through. Like I didn't see it like that, or I didn't know that it affected you, or didn't know that your family had a, a hard life, and just never thought about it. Do you know? Yeah, and I think yeah. I always come back to that, that like maybe people don't see it if they're not around it. If they're not yeah. around a person of colour. Do you know what I mean? Absolutely. So they don't experience it. So therefore they don't think it happens. Like me as a wheelchair user, like I experience a lot of shit. Yeah, it's and when when you're telling people the reaction that you said that you got for that video is the reaction I would get. Did that really happen? You were like I've been called a hazard in nightclubs, like by the management. Do you know what I mean? Because of the chair. Like the chair's fucking tiny. It's about 20 kilos. Like, do you know what I mean? So when you go back and tell people that they're like, What? Are you serious? Is that the reaction you were getting? Yeah. Yeah. And you know, I don't judge people for that. I I, I really don't. Some people it's not all people, some people it's out of pure ignorance. They choose not to hear it because you know it's not affecting me. So why would I worry type thing? Um, but no, a lot of people just aren't around people. So how would they know? Do you know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. I'm a strong believer of that. I am a strong believer of people just maybe aren't aware. Like I know I had so many people touching in going, Jesus Christ, Jade, I had no idea. I didn't see it as any different to me. Do you know? So like I kind of came away and I was like, Jesus, people kind of want to know more. And I said to me, man, look, would you, would you kind of work with me on like a, a series of videos and I'll ask you questions and we'll we'll do it that way. We'll pop them up and let people hear your side. I mean, her experience was a lot more more serious than mine, you know. I was born in the 80s. She was born in the 60s. That's a gap where time has had changed, you know. So I would never have had it as bad as, as me ma. And she says, yeah, yeah, cool. She says, whatever you do, I am not doing a video. I don't want my face anywhere. So I was like, absolutely cool. <laughs> no problem. <laughs> ma as well. <laughs> That's it. So I did an audio, audios with her and popped them up just asking her questions Um, like just what was it like growing up? What was school like? Um, how did you find it? Where do you feel we are now in, in the world? Is it getting better? Is it getting worse? And I did about a week of a series of four videos, four or five. And well, Jesus blew my mind, blew my mind. There was people were just really interested do you know, not just in, in, in my story, just really interested that it's happening on this little island. Hmm. What a great idea, though. Do you know what I mean? That is just a brilliant idea. Um, yeah. Even to collect those audio kind of presentations of uh, of your mom and asking those questions and letting her, letting the public, letting your followers on social media hear the experiences of the 60s. And then, you know, I just think that's excellent. That's just brilliant, like. Yeah, well, I do, do, you know, and it wasn't for a case of, oh, boo me or feel sorry. It was just a case that I wanted to try and be a part of the, the protest that was happening in the world. Yeah, yeah you're I trying to say, because there was people saying, there was people, cynics during the George Floyd thing. Oh, well, he did this and he didn't well, fucking deserve you, to die. So You say crazy. cynics, I think most will say arseholes. Race, now, to be racist, yeah. racist, yeah. No, racist. Um, the, the, the George Floyd thing, and I'm... I'm conscious I'm probably the most privileged person on this call in terms of I don't have a disability and 
I don't have a diverse background and all that kind of stuff. But with the George, the, the George Floyd thing, yeah, you absolute think, able-bodied pleb. <laughs> <laughs> you, 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 you white, you white able-bodied pleb. <laughs> <laughs> true life, huh? <laughs> white privilege. It stopped, it stopped us all in our tracks in a way. Like, and I think even now the fact that like we're talking about it, all this time has passed. You know, I even remember last year. We had the great photographer Mel D. Cole on the podcast, and oh, really? he, yeah, yeah. he was talking about you know going and, and documenting uh, the protests and everything else, and just some of the reactions he described to us. But like, it's it's crazy to me that th- this ripple effect has has carried through, and I mean crazy in a good sense because the, what's I'm struggling to think. What's that saying? The, do the best you can until you know better, and when you no, know better, I, do better. You nailed it. Yeah, and, yeah. and I think. I think the, the George Floyd situation acted as a catalyst for a lot of people who previously, you know, wouldn't really, and like you were saying, they, they kind of pleaded a little bit of ignorance or they kind of thought, Jesus, Jade, I had no idea. I, I never would have thought of that or whatever. Yeah. Now, eyes are wide open and people are starting to go, wait a fucking minute, we need to check ourselves here, lads. Absolutely. And you know what? It's sad that somebody had to lose their life, but it was a shift we all need. It's terrible to say that. And I don't mean it like that. You know, I don't mean mm. use, I suppose it is an example. Well, I don't want to say it's an example. Do you know what I mean? I don't, do you understand yeah. what I'm trying to say? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. We needed an instant, not as severe as that, but for us all to just go bing, well, fuck. Yeah. I, you know? And that, that's it. It's crazy. Cause like George Floyd was not the first person to, to, to die in circumstances you know like what that. it was, I think. Sorry to cut across you, Danny. No, Do you no, know what I think had a part in it was, I think we would have just flew over that if the world wasn't still. Remember, we were all still. We were all in lockdown. Life was in limbo. We all had time to sit, digest it, watch it, listen. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. We all had to fucking live that experience, whether the fuck we liked it or not, because we were all in f- full lockdown. 5k shit I think it was wasn't it at the time yeah yeah oh yeah yeah so we it was such an interesting time for the world because the world was stopped it's a great point it's so, a great point uh, do you know what I mean would we have would we have just hopped over that it was never severe as severe as that you know there was gunshots and killings before and but that was so violent I know they were all violent you know I think, exactly. I think I, the I fact think that, I think the fact like, that it was the video and the words I can't I, I can't breathe. Breathe. I mean, yeah, he I needed can't for his fucking help yeah, yeah. You know, I think like, I think the fact that we had those pictures to to back yeah. up our anger and hear hear him hear him yeah. hear a human being yeah fucking mm. call him for his ma yeah, yeah. what you did your mom what did your mom think about that Jade? Oh, my mom was just she we were all knocked around the head and that's just not black and brown people it was all of us Mm-hmm. I it, like that. I think affected a, a lot of people. Yeah. Whether your color of your skin, do you know. And you know, that? you know, you know. Just going back to you know when you you said there that um, some people's reactions and they're probably friends and stuff and people you were in mm-hmm. school that were saying, "Geez, I had no idea," or you never said, or like what what was school like? For example, mm-hmm. like what was growing up like in school in the in the early nineties like was it? Was it nice or was it? You know, bad? there was it was there was parts and part like there was parts kind of shit, parts okay. Do you know what I mean? I think we all have it in skills. That really fucking hard time. You're finding yourself. You're discovering things. You're a teenager. 
your body's changing, your hair, like loads of stuff. But like, in, so I was born in 88, so what, I went to school early 90s. There was only me in, in my school who looked like me. There was another girl who was mixed race as well, but she, you wouldn't really have known she was mixed race. She was a lot paler. Um, and then there was a French girl that came in maybe in uh, second class, third class. But I was the only person that looked how I looked in, in, in primary school. Um, primary was kind of grand because you're a kid. You don't really, kids don't really have opinions on you. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It, was kind of, it was kind of like I had an experience which I talk about in the book where down, we used to have a mobile home down in Betty's town. And that was one of the most horrific experiences in my life where somebody it, like said I was dirty, like dirt, my skin was dirty. And I, that had, a, had an effect on me and has an effect, has affected me throughout my adulthood because I fucking weird shit with cleaning and I carry wipes around me. I'm really pristine. I fucking used to have no skin on my hand from washing myself so much. So shit like that sticks with you. And I was about 10 when that happened. That's like a PTSD like. Oh, absolutely, yeah, yeah. Now I've got better over the years because I've worked on myself and I've done a bit of therapy and stuff. But it 100% it comes down to that. I know we can all have touch of like habits and stuff, but I was fully convinced that I was dirty because my skin colour wasn't like his. Like I went in and tried to wash wash myself. I was 10, tried to wash myself white, like, you know? So things like that, there was things said. I always got called a packy or a nigger. But my ma always kind of told me, like, my ma brought me up on her own and did a really great job with me and my sister. But I think we're doing all right, I think. Um, but, you know, stand up for yourself. And I've always been well able to stand up for myself. I take after my ma in that sense. Um, so if somebody said something, you know, I'd, I'd let them have it. But at 10, you don't know any different. You know, I had words with your man, but... You know, you don't know any different. You begin to believe that you are different mm. from other kids. Secondary school, people are commenting your hair or whatever. But like that, I was always well able. Do you know what I mean? I never had it as bad as my ma had it. Do you know what I mean? Um, but you still, it happened to me last Christmas in town. Somebody called me a nigger. Do you know it happens? Jesus Christ. Like it's. Yeah. Uh, I, 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 I think I heard you telling that story when, when you were on with Ryan Tuberty, um, and, and you, I think you, you summed it up by saying that fella could have, he could have called you anything. Oh, he yeah. could have, he could have come to anything, but the fact that that was his instantaneous go-to, it says, it says a lot about the, the, the person involved, but I think it, it also does shine that little light on that dark spot of Ireland that we, we don't, we don't want to look into that cupboard. You know what I mean? We keep that cupboard closed at times because, Everyone wants to go, oh, Ireland, it's a bit of crack in it. People are just having a laugh, aren't we? That kind of thing. But, but every so often, you know, something comes along and we all have to go, let's just fucking take a knee here and talk about this, can we? You know? Absolutely, absolutely. Well, we do it. We've, like, Irish people have a history of pushing stuff under the carpet. Yeah. And then when it comes out, we're all annoyed and hurt and angry. And do you know what I mean? Like, gone are the days, I, I think, that we, we fucking stop doing shit like that. Yeah. I think that's what gave me the kick up the arse to to tell me story was the response that people actually wanted to hear hear what what's going on. Do you know what I mean? That was what gave me the initial yeah kick, I guess, to actually go. I didn't want to talk about race for years. 
Yeah. I really didn't. Who wants to talk about a topic that, you know, is so, I don't know. Do you know what I'm saying? It's, was, was it hard for you to, to talk about it? And it, like, like you, you mentioned talking to it about with, with your mom and kind of getting your, your nanny's experience and all that as well. Like, but, but, but for you, when you initially kind of went with this idea, was it hard for you even to talk to your mom about it? Was it hard for you to kind of start putting this on paper? Like, oh my God, absolutely. Absolutely. She's talking about like a white woman from Marino marrying a black man in the 50s. Hmm. Do you know what I mean? Like, sorry, met him in the 50s, married him in the 60s. Like, black and white didn't go in those days. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, I, in, that, in my day and age, in our day and age, in our generation, Jesus, you love who you love, you fall in love with who you fall in love with. Where colour was an issue, like, schooling was an issue because of how you look. Like, that is, for me, it's just like, <sighs> imagine not being able to get an education because of how you look. Bonkers. which was bonkers. the case for me nanny having to take her two sons out of school because of it do you know like that's that's of course it was really hard mm. it was really hard to write stuff um just things being said looks being do you know things that they had to go through more so than me i suppose i was just giving me mommy nanny a voice that they never probably had before and never had the opportunity to do it was there nothing? Um, was there nothing that shocked you that that your your ma your nanny told you about? Was nothing that maybe you hadn't heard before that you went? Jesus Christ! I, I don't believe that actually happened. Like, yeah, a lot of it, a, a lot of it. Like, I kind of knew little bits because I'm the little detective in the family where I've always asked. Yeah, literally since the day my ma said she'd be going around in the pram and me head would be around the side of the pram. Like, I just know. I don't even think it's nosy. It's just. It's just the way I am. I wouldn't be putting into people's private business or at. And I mean, I just, I want to learn. I mean, that's my history. When me nanny goes, when me ma goes, what are we left with? Yeah. Do you know, I, I think. And you know what's really interesting? It's kind of given a lot of other people to kick up the arse to go, go and ask questions at home to their families, which is, which is like so amazing. Mm. Like, I'm like, oh God, did I give you that kick up the bum? Do you know what I mean? Like, because it's a lovely way to remember people also when they're gone is to have footage of you just chatting. Yeah. Do you know? But there was a lot in there that I, I, I learned and there was a lot that we haven't put in the book because it's too hurtful or it's too close or it's too... Do you know what I mean? Maybe me ma will do something in the future. Um, mm. I think she really should. I think she's great. I think core part of the book is really, really powerful. Like, she, she's really honest. Yeah. Me nanny's honest as well, but me nanny's 89 and there's a lot, as she says, she doesn't remember when she does, do you know? That's just that yeah. generational thing as well. Is, but, is, that, is that a little bit of, like, your granny also trying to still be that kind of matriarch, like, protecting a little bit, but kind of hiding yeah. stuff? Not, not hiding's probably not the right word, but yeah. you know what I mean? Oh, just right. pr- protection right. kind of... Yeah. Didn't, didn't hear a thing, didn't see a thing, you know, in the most craziest of times where... There were signs with no blacks, no, you know what I mean? No Irish, like, no there's no dogs. way, you could say, yeah, there's no way you could sail through life in London and not see that. Yeah, yeah. And you know, you don't, you, the Windrush generation where uh, the men from um, Jamaica and stuff were moving Jamaica, over, yeah. you know, and that was huge in the UK. You know, there was murder over that. You know, yeah. black people coming over and taking our jobs and, 
there was so much going on that there's no way you couldn't have not seen. Do you know what I mean? But my nanny's terrible soft. Um, yeah. And she sees the good in everybody. And you know, that's it's kind of probably a great place to live, but it's kind of generations are moving on now and I think it's important that we don't live like that. If, you know, we call it out when we see it. And do you know what I mean? Yeah. And like this island, <clears throat> so much trauma in all of us goes back generational ancestors do you know what i mean from years of hiding shit the church yeah. do you know like so much shit yeah but given, given. Homes, like so much stuff that like we're gonna have to my generation the next the one after are gonna have to heal all those things i i think given the uh the content of the book did you <laughs> like it is kind of deep and meaningful it's hurtful it's it's all those type of uh emotions did you enjoy the process i did and i didn't i'm not gonna lie like it wasn't easy it wasn't easy like it was it was hard it was really really hard actually um and there was points where we sat there and laughed and then there was points where we sat there and cried there was points there we sat there and went oh my god can't do this there was points where i said what the fuck have i done i've opened a can of worms here and I kind of don't know how to close it. Do I do it? Do I want to do it? Oh my God, it's so exposing. All of these things. Like, And then when the book came out, it launched. All I wanted to do was just run away. Really? Yeah. Oh my God, yeah. You yeah. didn't want to talk about it? No. It's out and that's it. I couldn't. I had three weeks of solid interviews and places where to be and people to talk to and I fucking struggled though. I, 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 I think I did all right with it, but I was like really you Done amazing, Jay. To be honest, with you. like I, it was I it, a few of the interviews you've done. Yeah. You've been absolutely fucking brilliant. Uh, I was numb. In, I'm not gonna lie. I was really numb and in pain and exposed. And have I done the right thing? I had so many things in my head. Hmm. Do you know? What I mean? And it was. It's such a. Somebody said to me, "It's like giving birth." And I was like, okay, I've never done that, so I don't know. <laughs> it is like giving a giving birth. I've given birth to a book, like it I've lived that for a year. Do you know what I mean? So it was it wasn't easy, but there was points where it was it was it was really great and it was really lovely. But there was points where you're like, do people want to hear my part of the story? What's interesting about me? It was there was just so many points where it felt like... A bit of an insecurity, like, of oh how the reaction was going to be. No, not at all. Well, I kind of just thought, do people want to hear my family story? Like, who am I to tell this story? Do you know what I mean? Who am I to tell a story to the world? Excuse me, sorry. Imposter syndrome as well. I have a massive... That's a big thing I have. Um, and I just wanted to protect me, my nanny and my family. Yeah. And you've got to be ready. I didn't speak bad about anyone in the book, but it's obvious there was things there with family and stuff, but I never mentioned any names. I never said, you know, but I had to be ready for all of that. I had to be ready for what are they called on social media trolls. I had to be ready for positive, negative. I had to be ready to be pulled in all those a million directions. And it was yeah. so overwhelming, like so overwhelming. When I speak and when I do press for shows and film, I speak about other people, the other character, or my actors that I work with, not about me. <laughs> so that was overwhelming. And it's been massive, a massive learning curve as well. 
for me as a human. Do you know what I mean? Absolutely. So it, it was, it was, I'm so proud of it. Um, but I kind of had to, at the same time, do a lot of work on myself last year with meditation and just working with a life coach and different things like that to be ready for it when, when it came. Do you know what I mean? Maybe if I hadn't done work on myself last year, maybe because I was so numb in the feeling, maybe I wouldn't, I wouldn't be able to speak about this now. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. 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 It's like you said, in hindsight now, you, like you, you might only enjoy what your project and what you've done maybe three or four years later where you're kind of going, Jesus, I done that. Yeah. That was, I done that like, and then you never know, you could develop it into a short film or a feature film as well. Like, Well, question mark, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, but why can't you? Yeah, no, I'm I'm back writing now, so. The the short is done, so the next thing would be something bigger, which is really, really fucking The short is done, is it? Yeah, I did a short for the actor's creator last year, yeah. So is the short Um, out? Can we watch it like? Yeah, it's in Cork tomorrow. And oh Jesus! It's in, yeah, it's in London Film Festival. Um, I'll email it over to you. It's in London Film know? Festival. Yeah, yeah, London Film Festival next week. It was in Belfast last week. Um, so yeah, it's done the rounds. It premiered uh, last Galway, last really? year in Galway. Yeah, unreal. So, yeah, yeah. So that was like the first process. Uh, so yeah, it's like people want to know more. I think so. There's a possibility that, you know, I can't really say too much, but yeah, yeah, fair, yeah. You know, so yeah, it's 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 really great. It's it's it is it, and I'm, I'm I think you're right, Graham. I think you nailed it on the head. I think I'll probably be just digesting this for about at least another two years. Absolutely, because it's such right. a such a poignant uh, topic and. It's, I, just, I just think it's a lovely project and even given the content which is quite can be quite traumatic mm-hmm. um, I think like because me and Danny do the podcast my, my grandfather passed away last May but I remember about like he was given the news six months prior that looked at you know we can't do anything but I remember a year before that like he was, he had cancer for five years but I remember asking him so many times, Grandma, can I record me and you talking like, and he just wouldn't do it like, and it's, and it's not, I don't know. I don't know if I would be able to listen to that now, if I was, if he gave me the green light to, to because I just felt like I was spending so much time when I'm in his house and beside him on the sofa and we were having good chats. I was like, oh, Grandma, let me record this. Like, and I didn't want to bring up the language of, you're not going to be around for much longer and I want to have yeah. audio of you. I didn't want to bring up that negative language around him. So I would just ask him casually and he just, he's, he was just very shy, man. Um, yeah. But he was a great talker as well. So I think what you've done is brilliant uh, given the content and it'll give awareness. But I don't see why what you've done, anybody can't do like with their grandparents or with their mother from a certain generation. Like, I mean, I've asked my other grand- grandfather as well, and he's just not interested whatsoever. Like, yeah. uh, so I think what you've done is brilliant. And I think anyone, anyone who has a closeness to their grandparents or even parents, uh, I think they should contemplate something like this, even five, 10 minutes of, of questions of what was I growing up or they're just th- those things. And I don't think if I did something like that, I don't think I'd appreciate it until 
five, six, seven, eight years down the road where it's like, Jay's remember I recorded that with me granda. Let's yeah. have a listen. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, so it, it's a it, great project. It's easily done. Do you know what I mean? Like, and like that, my nanny's terrible child. I don't even know how or why she let me do it. Do you know that way? Looking back yeah. there, the process started in 2000. Well, there was conditions. She gave you conditions. <laughs> I thought, yeah. I, like, I can't even remember. It was just a case we set up and had a chat. And then, then during the lockdown, it went to us being in a room and doing it that way by mm. ear and Zoom. And so I'd say, yeah, it's just, I haven't, like, I probably won't be able to listen to them recordings for ages. Do you know, but that gave me a thing to then, so we speak about Nanny being in St. Pat's um, when she was younger. And I ended up writing to St. Pat's and getting all our files as well for her. No way. Uh, yeah. Um, they were like, no, originally. And then I was like, ah, here, like, I wouldn't know under Act 70 something or 1600 yeah. or whatever. Um, so I got in touch with somebody and they were like, under Act, Human Rights, whatever. Drop that line in and they sent them to me. Wow. Which is written. Now, I haven't been able to, I didn't want to put them in the book. We spoke about it and it's just too personal. Do you know, you need to leave something for the, for the, for the framework of the readers or audience or whatever. Um, but yeah, I think there's like 89 pages. They're all handwritten because this is, when was Nanny born? 1932. So these are late late 40s, early 50s. Wow. So it's handwriting as opposed to typing and stuff. So it's hard to, hard to follow. And um, it's a hard read. So I'd say since last November when I got them, I've only been able to read, a bit, read about 10 pages because it's a hard read. Like, I'd say so. I didn't yeah. realise how, how ill she was and she didn't realise how ill she was. Mm. Because that's, I suppose that's a coping mechanism. You come out with something and you get on with life. Yeah, again, that comes back to an Irish thing. You just get on with it. It's um, it's it's mad to think, uh, and kind of you both said, but it's mad to think how many stories are are out there, but they're, they're trapped in people's heads, kind of thing. And we, kind of kind of like what you were saying earlier, Jade, about like the the George Floyd thing and not wanting to say like you know it it it, it was a death that caused something to happen, but like does that piece of me that's kind of like we are getting to a certain point with a generation where, you know, there's not much of them left. And there's stories there and there's experiences there from Ireland that we're going to lose that kind of primary source material, so to speak. We're going to lose that first-hand account. And, yeah, I, I, I really... They're our yeah. characters. They're yeah, the yeah. people who make this land is our grandparents and great-grandparents. Exactly, yeah. yeah. And what I, I they think, fought for, look at the work they did. You know, and, and Ireland's changing. Like, yeah. getting rid of that arch and talking about getting rid of this hotel's gone, we're losing its character. Ah, oh, stop. Oh, you know, like, and that's, that's Jesus, that's so hard. But we're a nation that are famous for telling stories. But that's something even there. Like, I mean, in, in the book where it, it talks about kind of when, when your family moved back from the UK and uh, is it, is it they, they go to a B&B on Dorset Street, I think it was, or Gardner Street, was it? Yeah, and and I'm thinking like even that, even that bit, in in ten fifteen years, you know, Dorset Street, Gardner Street, that entire part of town down the Keys, it isn't what it was, and people won't remember 
what the Dublin of the 60s, 70s, 80s, and even 90s looked like. It's, you know, it's changing and it's for the worse in many ways. Oh, physically. Absolutely. Uh, like, I mean, character-wise, I mean, diversity, great, we're changing, and that shift, mm-hmm. restaurants, food, culture, um, character of yeah. the city itself, I think, is, is absolutely heartbreaking. That's it. Like, there's so it's many cities so around the world that, that, that retain that character. But, I mean, look, I'm, give me all the international cuisine you want, but you don't need to build, you know, 400 four-star hotels to have international restaurants. They can, they can set up shop in good, solid buildings that are there and that retain that character. You know, it's, uh, yeah, it it's is. mad what's happened. It is. It's heartbreaking. It is. It is. It is heartbreaking. But I wanted to get that in. It, it, I, that's what I wanted in my book was the sense of belonging to a community. Mm. Community, in my eyes, is massive. Um, I think it's probably the most important thing. Yeah. You know, they, your family, your friends, your neighbours. Um, and community makes you who you are. You know, I was just always told, never the fuck forget where you come from. Absolutely. You know what I mean? Um, and I, I remember I talk about it in the book, like a family friend, he was like me, granddad nearly, passed away and coming home from the funeral. And it just, I, kn- I, I knew what community I was from, you know, the area I was from. I knew how special we were. But it just blew my mind. It, it going through pain of lo- of loss, mm. just for a community to come together and grieve together, but laugh together and celebrate. And I think community is just. Jay, did you watch that documentary uh, with the elderly man and the man that they got married just for the purpose of the house? And the man's from the Liberties. Um, no. It's on RTA. It's it's right up your street. It's absolutely fantastic. I'll Google it later and see oh, if you remember that. Yeah, of course. I'll, I'll message you. Um, but it's everything what you're saying there about the heart of the community. Like the neighbors would knock in, see how he is. Th- like this man, I'd say he was in his eighties, and I can't remember now how we became friends with this other man. But the other man, I think, was in like maybe his late fifties. And they became really good friends. And your man became his carer. And like they'd share a bed. They'd be watching the telly and stuff like that. And they got married um, because the elderly gentleman wanted to avoid the loopholes of inheritance for his house because he wanted to give it to this man. And the only reason how we could give it to this man who'd been helping him and caring for him was if they were to get married. Or he did it. I'm pretty oh sure God. it was on just... Pro- That's a film. Yeah, it's a, it's a, it, no, it's a, it, it is a, it it should be a film. film. That's yeah, amazing. Yeah. yeah, it's a documentary. It's it's. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it was the Liberties. It's it's just gorgeous. It's gorgeous. Yeah, the um, community is even where you are from, lads. It's just special. Sometimes the village mentality wrecks your head because everyone knows your business before you know your business. Yeah, but at yeah. The same time, you wouldn't change it. No, no, no. It's, you know what uh, I mean? And I wanted that about Sean McDermott Street when they lived in the tenements because. Even my little cousins wouldn't know what the tenements are now. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Do you know, like I feel like, God, this is going to sound daft. Do we even learn much about it in school? No, we don't. I learned about about the tenements after I left school. I was going to say, yeah. The the only bit... Sorry, go on, Jay. Go on, go on. I don't think we do in school, do we? No, we don't. Not the tenements. We we all would have went through school at a similar time. And my only memory of learning anything to do with the tenements would have been... 
when we're down Sean O'Casey in the leaving cert. And I think we yeah. done Yeah, we done Juno on the Peacock. Juno on the Peacock, yeah. And because that was based in the tenements, our teacher explained okay. what the tenements were. But there was never anything I think that the, the history curriculum in Ireland, I think there's a lot of social history that needs to be brought into it in terms of... 100%. Agreed. You know, 100%. Like, how are you going to keep it alive if it's not being told? Yeah. Every, every, every transition year uh, should get Donald Fallon in, social historian, and he can give talks on absolutely anything. Yeah, don't he is him, yeah. he like? Do you listen to the uh, Tree Castles Morning podcast, Jade? I don't, but I will. Uh, it's, it's just he's friend friend of our, He's we've had him on loads of times on the show. He has his own podcast. We urged him for years to have a podcast because his voice is just so it's easy to listen to, and he does yeah. podcasts on the history of Dublin, Tree Castles Bournem, and it's a it, it's a it is about like he's a social historian, so he's trying to keep the stories alive, um, and I just think if like I know he's a Dublin centric historian, but like he he would keep all those stuff alive. Like do you know, yeah. like he's he's out there actually getting the job now with um, the Tenements Museum, fourteen Henrietta Street. I think it's. I called. was only there last year for research. Have you been? It's really really yeah. great to go and see it. Actually, yeah. I really enjoyed the tour. Was that research for a film or something? Or it can be short. Yeah. Well, oh, very I, didn't, nice. I didn't know. I was basically the funding was quite small it was only two and a half grand from screen ireland and bow street but it was my first application i was like two and a half grand loads but i can rent this space i can do that shut up you can't do any of that <laughs> but originally i wanted to set it in the tenements and then because i wanted to set it well i ended up setting it in present day but i went just for research and um, i just went in on my own and kind of took notes because i'd never experienced being in a tenement and, and as much as your mark can tell you yeah you can't you know like how Mad, high the feelings yeah. are or the spaces that they lived in and you can't picture it and like the staircase you know this wide staircase but you can't picture any of that unless you really go and get a sense of it yourself absolutely when you're in the room and you're kind of going jesus 20 people lived in this one room exactly exactly and all the history and it, it, it's it's bonkers but saying that like a few people have touched in about to me about going in and doing talks and skills absolutely so a few coming up and one in a workplace as well oh, um, brilliant. yeah which is great which is great um to just get people asking questions i guess but but like that i think i think personally the education system can be so much better than it is like i mean the shite on that curriculum that we don't need to know Oh, stop the lights. Like, we're not told how to pay a bill, how to look after your mental health. That should be a part of our day-to-day living and being, mm. for fuck's sake. Yeah, you know what I mean, um, like, there's so much in our skills that I feel is incorrect. But, I mean, that's just me. Um, but having real-life humans going in and talking to people, people will take it in more. Absolutely. Of, yeah, that's... one, A, B, you know what I mean? You've lost me. Yeah, you've lost. I don't want to know about algebra. I have you know, never used no. algebra since I left school. Well, there's a lot of people in school that are not academic. Mm. No, that's it. That's I, I can't. I'm not I was sure in school for the crack. That's it. That was I absolutely. Yeah. And and most of the time when I was in school, I was in school. Majority of the time, I was on the Mitch sitting in the woods because I was not arsed. Mm. Yeah, I can't. I can't remember. I think it was probably an internet meme or something. That's where most the the clever <laughs> stuff that I get in my hair comes from these days. But but somebody somebody made the point around that around because you were saying not everyone is academic. Not everyone 
like this kinetic learner, all this different kind of thing. But somebody put it and they were like, listen, you put me in a water in the water and a shark will beat me a hundred times out of a hundred. Put me in that shark on land, I'll be him. And, I'm, and that's true, like, you know what I mean? You won't, you won't see any sharks winning a triathlon because they're only good in the water. There you go. <laughs> that absolutely smashed it. Couldn't have said it better myself. But it is, like, street-wise. Do you know what I mean? That's it. Like, and I, yeah. <clears throat> Jared, I want to bring up your acting projects. Oh, yeah. Or your acting... Uh, it was a quick resi- shift, Merlo. That was a quick shift. Yeah, <laughs> your, your acting resume, so to speak. Yeah. Go on, g- give us a few of what you've been in. Oh, God. It's a or will I do it? And this is a question, right? You're talking about this. I'm doing a course at the moment. You don't like talking about yourself, do you? Drama, no, I fucking hate it. Went to drama <laughs> school and trained. And uh, every job has it. Like, we're just picking up on that, which is funny. Somebody will ask you what you do, right? And you go, oh. for years, I was never able to say an actor. Because even though I did it, I felt like I wasn't doing it full time. So I couldn't, I didn't own that word. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, now I kind of in the last two years, I'm kind of like, yeah, I'm an actor. Well, yeah. I bet you now with people listening to this and when you say what you've been in, they'll be like, oh, yeah. Well, I don't know. Maybe they won't. You know, maybe they won't. Yeah. But, um, Look, there's that imposter syndrome. Come yeah, on, like, yeah. Look, I'm picking my hands. This is what happens. You want the ground to eat me. But, um, yeah, it's like, oh, yeah. So they're going back to the actor thing is like somebody, you somebody to say, what are you? And you go and act and they go, what have I seen you in? <laughs> and you're like, for fuck's sake. Well, I'm actually like writing at the moment. I've got this going on. It's just really funny. Do you know what I mean? It'd be like yeah. a, a builder. How many bricks did you lay today? Or where can I see your brickwork? Do you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> when you think about it like that, no, 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 I'm not, I'm not saying that to you, Graham. I'm just saying because the question has come up in the course and we've been falling around the place laughing at it all week, you know. Yeah, yeah. You know the worst part that is, I know a fella who was involved in the Aviva Stadium being built and I can't fucking mention the Aviva without him going, See that West End? That was me. <laughs> <laughs> That's such an Irish thing as well, though, isn't it? Rest and rest yeah, like we, we were at a, we a match, and uh, one of the, the kind of the beam thing was part of the, the, the you know, he'd constantly just nudge you and be like, me. That one. <laughs> play to him, fair play to him, his proudest thing, fair play. <laughs> but it is, it's tough, like, it, it, it's a tough gig. It's just, it, acting, every gig is tough, but acting's just fucking tough, like, in the sense that, one role you could be up against 50 people mm. you know and people will say to you why don't you why don't why don't you be on coronation street like palette doesn't work like that you know you've you've got this database that's called spotlight all our stuff is on that show reels voice reels photos whatever all the stuff we've done film tv whatever cast director pops up looking for somebody with blonde hair blue eyes four foot eleven Irish accent, da-da-da, for this role. And people can sub you that way. But you might not necessarily even get called in by this casting director. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Like, you're lucky if you even get called in. And then you audition. Not really in the room anymore. It's a self-tape. We're doing them at home now. And if you hear back, you hear. If you don't, you don't. You're like, so get, it, get it out of your head within a week for your own sanity. Yeah. So are you and doctors? I was in Doctors years ago. Yeah. I was in an episode. I, I used to love that. It was on mental health, actually. 
that was kind of like I finished drama school in 2013, but I trained in musical theatre and realised after training in musical theatre, I didn't want to do that anymore. Oh, no way, really? <laughs> oh, my God. I didn't, like, first audition out was very overwhelming and I was just like, oh, my God. I'm not able for this. So I, I, I thought I was, I was hoping you were going to break into something to write a showman or something there for a second. I thought yeah. you were going to break into Wicked or something. Yeah, could you see? Could you see? I set the birds off behind me. <laughs> 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 um, but I, yeah, left and I was like, oh my God, that's not for me. So I, I went and kind of tried to get myself some short films, a bit of acting experience. I was getting a bit of profit share, getting a bit of short films, doing a bit of musicals on the side but not working three jobs to, to be an actor, you know, and not making any money. Then 2016 rocks up and I was like, here, I need to, I started recording me nanny. That was the year I started. It was kind of when I started to make sense of things. Um, and Bow Street did a six month part-time course. So I thought I'm away from London bleeding years, eight years now. I don't know what the crack is at home. Don't know any casting directors. Don't know any actors. So I basically flew home every week and did the course, six-month part-time course. So I used to fly home on a Sunday, do the course Monday, Tuesday, and fly back to London on the Wednesday. Work, and did that for the six months. But it was great. Oh. It was like me, me foot in, uh, I killed me. I ended up in hospital due to, like, exhaustion. I was wrecked. Oh, it's it's rough yeah, I was working full-time as well. But anything for the arts. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I tell you. Do you know what I mean? Anything for the arts. So I, that was kind of the foot in the door that I wanted. I kind of did a bit of mingling, network and whatever you want to call it. And then auditions started to come in and then Rosie came in and then... What a film. I know. And then, then I got a really, really blink and you miss me in the first years. But I was like on set with Shay Meadows. I was like, this is amazing. I kind of want Unreal. to do this for my life. Sensational. I want to do this for my life. I mean, take us up your water. You would miss me, lads. But... It was, an, it was like a masterclass in acting being on that set that day. And that what was kind of gave me the kick with the arse to go, right, I actually really want to really want to do this. The, the, the feeling of this is just mega. So with that, my look started, started, started to align. I got the Abbey straight after. I was working on a show for three months. And then, yeah, I mean, I hate talking about myself, but there's loads of little exciting things coming out and... There's loads of really cool things that I'm going to honour to be a part of. Um, part of Kin as well, aren't you? Kin, I was. Um, got a new series coming out now. It hasn't been announced. I can't mention it. That one. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah, look. It's it's really exciting. I mean, it's so exciting to have things that you're working on. Do you know what I mean? And to have things to come out because you kind of forget about them. Do you watch what you're in? Oh, it's really hard, isn't it? So. Oh God, that's really hard. Like my own short film, because it was my writing, it was me, it was me. Like I haven't been lucky enough, you know, things that I have coming up, there's great supporting roles there. Um, but I haven't bagged the lead yet, which I will. I have fucking no doubt in my mind, I will work till I get what I, what I deserve actually, because I'm yeah. grafting the whole off so long. Um, but watching my own short where I was leading it, me writing it, blah, blah, blah. That was painful because I set in on the edit, I, which you would never normally do. You know, we don't see anything till it comes out. Mm. So we don't know, like, if we've been cut. We don't know if you see the side of your head. We know nothing. Do you know what I mean? 
And that sometimes happens as an actor. You could be cut out of the whole thing. Yeah, yeah. I have a really amazing supporting role. Go to turn on your telly and you're like, where the fuck am I? Happened to Meryl in the city. Shut up, Danny. I knew you were going to say something yeah. about me there. He, no, he, like, he was in Fair City a lot, but really? he should have yeah. been. He should have been in it more, but there was an incident that, for legal reasons, we can't get into, and he there was excluded it. from future episodes. No, there wasn't. I, I, I returned and drove off into the sunset with my mop. Graham, so fuck I, you, Danny. I was told you were you were asked to leave due to irregularities in your expenses claim. <laughs> <laughs> what were you doing? <laughs> but it I is. got two. I got too many bags of M&M's. Yeah, <laughs> you did. It is. It's a mad old gig. And, you know, there's loads of, there's loads of really exciting things coming up. And I'm just really fucking lucky that I get to do it as my job. Yeah, yeah. deadly, yeah. Do you know it's, what I mean? Like, it, it, It's gas because uh, I can sense kind of the pride coming out of you and kind of the excitement coming out of you for this stuff that you're kind of, you're almost remembering on the spot. And of this coming, and of this coming. But I know, like, Forget about all this because well, ten minutes ago you were talking about your imposter syndrome. But now, <laughs> now I can see you being like, "I'm a myself. fucking boss." Look at this, and I love it. That's you should be because, like you said, you worked your ass off for it. So fucking do it, like you know, be proud of it. And come here, it's like you had one big massive blow yesterday, which was a no, and one massive blow today, which is a no. But like onwards and upwards, it's life. They whatever reason they weren't meant for me. Mm. Maybe there's I don't know. There's always a reason. Do you know what I yeah. mean? Like, and I still sometimes think, oh, it depends. Like I'm saying that now. You could ask me this tomorrow and go, fuck that. Like reason. What's the reason? But there, there is a reason for everything, you know? Right place, right time. Um, you know, I wouldn't have been able to do that because I wouldn't have been able to do these two things. Or, do you know, like, yeah, I, I, I'm a strong believer that, you know, I've done something, I've created something and I'm capable to create my my thing. Yeah, yeah. And do you look up to any any actors or actresses, uh, Jade? Um, do you know who probably would be one of my favourite? Kate Blanchett. I'm mad about her. Deadly. I think she's absolutely fantastic. She would probably yeah. be one of my favourite actors. I mean, there's so many. I'd have you here all night, but older women, I think she's amazing. Viola Davis, absolutely. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, I love her. Um, yeah, there's and there's loads of really great Irish actors. Yeah, do you know yeah. what I mean? That are now. Kieran Hines is unbelievable. He's great, isn't he? Like Claire oh, Dunn, who's just like this ball of energy, who's just creates her own stuff. Lead. I, I watched um, herself last week, Claire Dunn and herself. It's phenomenal. Like I said it to me, ma'am. Um, ever since, unfortunately, my grandparents died back to back within six months of each other last year. And ever since that, I kind of have no threshold to emotion. I kind of just, like, I'd be watching anything and I'd tear up. Like, That's watching. Okay. What? Ah, absolutely. I'm watching herself. I was an emotional roller coaster. Yeah. Um, and, and Ian Lloyd Anderson, I wanted to fucking batter him. And that, that was his job. He's like, He's a lovely, lovely man. Yeah, yeah. I was just working with him. Me and him are partners in, in a, a series. And he's Deadly. just a lovely, soft guy. Deadly. I, 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 I know his friend Mikey Sheen very well. Do you know Mikey? I know that name, yeah. Mikey's in Fair City, Michael Sheen. Uh, so I'd keep in touch with Michael. Uh, but I wanted to batter him on her. 
I wanted to batter him on herself. Yeah, I know. He plays a good bollocks, right, doesn't he? Yeah. That's yeah. what I said. I tweeted him saying, I wanted to fucking kill you, man. <laughs> yeah. And he's such a lovely, lovely man. Yeah. He loves his wife and children. And do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Like he's so devoted and loves his work and a really good actor. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? If somebody wants to punch the head off you for doing a role like that, you've done your job. You've done your job, exactly. You've done your job. But it is, like, it's all exciting. I mean, it's nice as well. I come back to it. Years ago, didn't have diversity on our screens over here. And it's banging to be a part of that. Absolutely. absolutely. I, 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 as well, Jed, I, I'm the, um, I seem to be, for a couple of uh, production companies, I seem to be the token wheelchair guy that they reach out to every couple of years for some ads. And that's yeah. the thing. That's the thing. That's that's great if you want to do. But at the same time, I questioned like last year when work started to pick up. I sat down and was like, "Right, hold on. Am I only busy now because of how I look? Because we need to be seen to tick boxes? And am I this token at the moment?" And I got really upset about it. And my ma was like, "Jade, look, you are busy, busy anyway. Yeah, Stop yeah. Having this like thing and." And she said, yeah, they do want more diverse people on the screens. But, wow, wow, great, great for you. It's a it's proper order. Yeah, on the, yeah. yeah exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. No, no, I don't want to say on the rise, but you were in people's vision if you were auditioning for things anyway. So That's, it, it, uh, yeah, um, yeah. it definitely sounds like you've, you've plenty to get excited about, Jade. And I think, yes. you know, book aside, <laughs> all the acting stuff sounds great. It's... Uh, not, not that I'm going to make you cringe now, but I think it's, it's a name that people will be remembering for quite a while. It's Jay Jordan. So, uh, it's, I've really enjoyed this interview. You're absolutely infectious. Um, we've, we've kept you for way longer than we deserve. What time is it? Come here, lads. I'd have you here all night. <laughs> <laughs> she hasn't well, come to be there. She, like, yeah. <laughs> you know, I would, in fairness. Remember when you win your, your best lead awards that you remember us now and, and we'll be your first exclusive interview post or, or post collecting your <laughs> award. Yeah. Have to talk to the boys and watch the story. Fuck oh, Ryan Turbidy. Yeah. <laughs> That's it. Live from the Oscars 2025. I can't wait. Uh, yeah. Oh my God. Stop giving me a fucking big head. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, Jay, th- thanks, Mill. And um, say thanks as well to, to Kathleen and Dominique as well because the, the book and the story, amazing stuff. Uh, best of luck with the with the book awards. Uh, hopefully, you, you get what you deserve there as well because it's a it's a brilliant brilliant story and uh, the fact that you're saying potentially there might be a little bit more coming down the road from it as well. Be yeah. Even better. Yeah. So, uh, the book again is Nanny Ma and Me: An Irish Story of Family, Race, and Home. It's it's available easings. It's available online. Uh, give it a look and and give Jade a follow on social media and whatnot. It's. Uh, you won't regret it, lads. You won't regret it. Delhi Jed, continued success, okay? Thank you. Oh, Meryl, it felt good to be talking to a guest, and a guest like Jade was the perfect way to come back on this podcast. Jade uh, was a tonic. Indeed, yeah. And do you know what's mad, right? We got around to talk about the book, and I don't think we really talked enough about the book. <laughs> t- yeah. t- typical of us, we just went in tangents and we just talked about... It was all, you know, but I mean... What I'd say is, right, if you're not going to read the book yourself, buy it for a parent or buy it for an aunt or a granny. Because I'm telling you, lads, they will love it. The, the stories and the way this is told, I guarantee you that they will read it through a different set of eyes than, than you or I will read it. 
And mm. it's because it's across three generations and the way that Jay, Kathleen and Dominique tell this and the way it's done. So it, it, it starts with Jay telling kind of a little bit around the George Floyd stuff like we talked about. Then it goes into her granny telling her bit of the story. Then it's Jade's ma telling a bit of the story and it goes back to Jade. But lads, I, I swear to you, you'll enjoy it. You'll, there's bits you'll laugh at, there's bits you'll get angry at, there's bits you'll get emotional at. And then, you know, if you give it to a relative who's uh, older than you, they'll read it and they'll get the same brilliant emotions over that you will, but they'll see things a little bit differently because they'll have grown up and it's just, oh, it's a fucking great book. It's a great idea. And honestly, I wish her the best of success with everything. Absolutely brilliant. Couldn't agree more. <sighs> I went on a tangent there to describe my feelings for that, but yeah. <laughs> Very good. Couldn't agree more. And I hope, no, don't hope, I wish her um, every success in the very tough industry that is acting. Indeed, um, yeah, yeah. But remember the name. It's, I'm telling you, that's, remember that's the name. name. That's a name. Jade, I hear more of. Jade Jordan. Um, okay, Dan. I think we'll leave it there. I think so. I think we've done well, yeah. Um, and remember, lads, for the next couple of weeks, you can get Gogglebox or an Virgin Media player. And, uh, you know, if you beat Merlo to finish in the series, you win a prize. <laughs> <laughs> and just a reminder, I think, I don't think this happened when we, the last time we recorded, but Shamrock Rovers are champions of Ireland for the 19th time, okay? That's until next week. That's getting out until, <laughs> until next time. Well, hang on, hang on. There's 250 episodes that preceded this wonderful audio presentation that we have to plug <laughs> and tell people that they can go back and listen to it for free on Apple Podcasts, on Spotify, on Stitcher, Podbean, Podcast Addict, Podcast Republic, anywhere and everywhere you can get a podcast. Meryl, what do you type in to get it? You type in on any podcast provider, search WTS Pod. You can also go to WTSPod.com and you can follow us on Twitter at WTS Pod. He's at Dan John Murray on Instagram and Twitter. I'm at Merrigan Mania on Instagram and Twitter. And Shamrock Rovers are 19 times champions of Ireland. Until next time, clear eyes. Full hearts. Can't lose too sweet. <laughs>